1: mean some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18+, plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends,
1: has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield
3: town legend. Okay, welcome back to part two of episode 64 of the Andy Takes Up Chance podcast with uh, special guests Andrew Gale and Jimmy Rainer from BBC Radio Leeds. Uh, we'll pick up the second part where the guys are just chatting about the current coronavirus pandemic. I say I
1: don't like cricket, uh.
3: So as, as usual, this episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, sadly, at the moment, Magic Rock is closed due to the uh, coronavirus outbreak, but the Welcome Centre, who are very close to uh, what Magic Rock do, are still open. And uh, if you've got a little bit of spare money ha- hanging around at the minute, they uh, are taking a couple of donations for people who are struggling at the moment. So uh, have a check of uh, the HTSA uh, website and social media, uh, as well as the Cowshed Loyal and uh, if you can help out, that'd be fantastic. And uh, and hopefully we'll come out of this uh, quite soon. Um, I think that brings us up quite well to uh, today, I think. um, I think, like Neil said beforehand, he'd be quite interested to know how you guys are getting on with the, the current situation, the coronavirus pandemics taking over, you know, everybody's lives. You know, uh, I've been furloughed, Neil's at home, um, Cosi's working from home, quite isolated, aren't you? Because you're living in the flat by yourself. And we had an episode last week where we talked about uh, these kind of things, you don't have to get too deep if you don't want to do. Uh, but how are you guys finding um, finding the whole situation at the moment? I'll start with you, Gaily, because obviously Yorkshire have been in the news, haven't they? With with the furlough, I think everybody realizes cricket isn't like a Premier League football club, so there's there's not much hammer, if you like, on that. But how are you finding everything from from your perspective?
1: Good days and bad days. Um, it's been a bit weird, really, because t- three days before we were going out. To India on pre-season tour, there was obviously some concerns from the players and we sat down with all the players, our director cricket and all the medical staff came in and they almost shooed it off a bit, the coronavirus. They said, oh, you know, going to India, don't worry about it. Um, There's not many cases over there. You've more chance of getting malaria. We had one night there and the the director is on the phone saying, mate, you need to get 27 flights back ASAP because they're going to shut the borders. So it's like this has escalated pretty quickly. So we came back um, and we haven't been in since. So it's, it's a bit weird because this is usually my busiest time of the year. We've just worked four and a half months in the indoor nets to get to this point. We're meant to start our first game of the season on Sunday against Gloucester. And I can't, you can't do anything. We all know that this is bigger than sport, and sports bottom of the pile in all this. And you know, when you when you put the news bulletins on every evening, it's it's pretty distressing. But um, there's, I'm waking up and the weather's cracking the flags, and you're thinking this is cricket season, and the lads are saying, you know, what can we do? Can we stay fit? Blah blah blah. And then there's the furlough thing comes along, and it's just. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I've enjoyed in usually in a packed schedule. I don't get to spend as much quality time with my family. I've got three children who are under the age of eight. So it's nice in that respect. I've found out that I never want to be a school teacher.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, but, you know, that's that's nice to spend time with a family. But there's still that part of me it. that's like, it feels like you're living in a film, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a bit
3: like a zombie film apocalypse kind of film, isn't it? It's very strange.
1: Yeah, exactly. It? So I think I'll wake up on Sunday morning I think I'll I'll probably be really grumpy and probably have a few arguments with the missus because it's the start of the cricket season but it's just been I just find it really really weird. Um
4: Are we going to see any cricket Jadeja reckon or what's you got?
1: My gut feeling is I think we will see some cricket. What it looks like, I don't know. I just can't imagine the government saying, right, this is all over. There you go, this town, Yorkshire. You can fill your ground with twenty thousand people because it's not just gonna go away in in three weeks, three months even. You know, you, you just can't until until they bring this vaccine in on they get more testing, you just can't see masses and masses of crowds of people together. So I think we will see some cricket. July, August, August, September, I think they'll prioritize T twenty cricket because of the T V rights. Laughter and people have been mad for it. Um, and they could even you know condense that down into a three or four week competition, really. Three if it's behind closed doors, it's all about TV, they could fit three or four games in a week. Um, but I, I, I can't see any championship cricket. We can't, how can you, how can you validate a championship where there's you're only going to play half the games? It just if someone gets relegated or win it, just does not feel right. And the ECB, I can't see them throwing millions and millions of pounds at the 100 with a chance that it could be canceled you They're not going to be putting posters up everywhere and trying to get people through the gates. They're talking about a budget of £30 million to to market the 100. It's the big tournament that's coming up. I just can't see them throwing money at it with a risk that they're going to lose it. I've just heard Sean Jacks says handed his notice in, G, after that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you <laughs> doing there? I, I, I think I think um, I think cricket is slightly more fortunate than football at the moment in that there's not a season to being halfway through, and that you know if the decision has to be made, at least it can be a full season or you scale it down to your 2020s. Whereas with football, that I think that's why it's lingering so long now and getting any kind of decision because you know a Sky TV going to start demanding money back if. It's not fulfilled and all that kind of stuff, and it's a yeah. it's a complete shambles in football world, isn't
1: it? It is, isn't it? In because you know football has got a lot more wealth behind it, cricket hasn't, and there's a lot more uncertainty when it comes to the players because yeah. it's not like if say Huddersfield Town lose a lot of money this year and they go, oh sorry, we don't want Steve Mooney and Kachunga, and they'll they'll get somewhere else. Some of our lads might not get it's not as if counties are going to be in the market for players. I'm sure you're going to have to be cutbacks. That might be the end of their careers. They might end up just playing club cricket. And some of them are on on the cusp of making it and, and doing really well. But, you know, if the chief exec's banging the drum and saying, you need to cut your budget down, then you have to. And like I said, counties aren't going to be queuing up for players. They'll be making cutbacks.
4: Jamie, how are you getting on, mate? I saw you were you texted me you said you were producing something. So there's definitely it's something going on there. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It's um it's been a bit different and it's the same everywhere, isn't it? Everyone's adapting to, to their means at, at this moment in time. No, we've a lot, well obviously with no sport on, we've kind of the sports team at, at Radio Leads has had to had to think a bit differently about how we go about working. So I've I've been actually back on production, which is where I started at Radio Leeds, So um I'm looking after uh, the afternoon shows at the moment. Um, so working behind the scenes, it, it's it's been good fun because it's a different challenge. It keeps me busy. It gets me out of the house, which is I think quite important. We, we're classed as key workers, although I feel I feel really novel saying that, given the fact that the incredible work that everyone's doing at the NHS, you feel like they should be like a new band of key worker for the work that they're doing at this moment in time. But um, it's been. I, I wouldn't say it's affected me as much as it's affected other people. I'm I'm, I'm quite. A lucky individual in the sense that you know I've, I've got a garden i've got space i can go into you know some people don't even have that at this moment in time um it's been nice to get a bit of routine it's it's kind of focused me a little bit more but um i'm missing doing the on-air stuff i'll, I'll be massively honest with you you know going on air and 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 going on doing live stuff and, and being at football games and and doing all the things, you know, it's why you love the job that you do. So I've been missing that massively. But um, when you put it into perspective, it, it's it's tiny in comparison to what we're going through right now. Um, and it's certainly been a challenge, but, um, I've, you know, again, like the weather today, unbelievable, wasn't it? And and I was sat in the garden just thinking, Christ, I'd love to be playing cricket right now. Like we were, our our local league was about to start tomorrow, or it should have been anyway. And uh, for the first time, in a long time, I was really looking forward to the, the cricket season. i have been netting my bum off for the last two or three months. And I'd actually started looking all right in the nets as well. And then that all stopped. So I, I, I did a bit of uh, driveway cricket with my dad this afternoon and I was absolutely god awful. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit good about that. But, uh, but, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm getting on through like everyone else, I suppose.
4: Gilly's jotting all that down. Galey I'll give you his number after, mate. If you need a, <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I coached <laughs> Jimmy when he was a young lad, didn't I? I didn't want to
5: say that, but yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was about thirteen years old, and uh, I was on uh, a pro coach cricket class that I did over the winter months, and it was uh, Queen Elizabeth Grammar School in Wakefield, and uh, Galey comes through with hair, and uh, and he starts uh, showing me how to do the sweep shot. And I've been told that that was a wrong person to be getting advice on how to do a sweep shot since. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put it this way, you didn't get a trial.
5: No, no.
3: <laughs> it, did, it did sound a little bit like a pitch did that, Jamie. So good luck with that.
4: Uh, yeah. Good luck, <laughs> good luck with Matt, Matt, how are you getting on, mate? Because obviously you have furloughed uh, for this week. Has it been a, a tough week for you? A different week?
3: I'm all right. Um, I'm I'm now full-time ta- uh, full full-time in charge of my uh, my 2-year-old boy which uh is definitely challenging. Uh, he had his uh, second birthday while we were sort of in lockdown so um yeah uh we uh, we fell out a little bit yesterday but <laughs> but we're okay today. Uh so yeah it's um it's good to be able to spend uh, my 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 wife's working upstairs uh, so I've obviously got him i while, uh, while she's working 8 till 4 but uh yeah we we've had a lot of fun um but Every time one of us needs to go out for something, there's always that at the back of your head, isn't there? Make sure that you're, you're taking the right precautions. And it was uh, today we had to go get things. So that w- with him being two, you need to get, you know, a little bit of extra things, you know, nappies and milk and, you know, cow's milk and things for him. And uh, we had to go out today because he ran out, uh, ran out of things. So uh, it's been a bit frustrating, to be honest, because I live at Central Leeds. Uh, so my nearest supermarket's uh, Kirkstall. Kirkstall way, mm. so uh, not too far from the cricket ground, Um, you know, sort of the Asdas and Morrisons and the Worlds and whatnot and it's it's been quite frustrating really to sort of drive along and, and have this in the back of your head that you need to be safe, make sure that you've got your, your gels and whatnot and apply it on, on and after, uh, make sure you stay away, you know, within distance and then you're kind of driving past KFC on Kirkstall Road and there's a group of 10 lads, you know, skateboarding around in, in the car parks, there's uh, you know, a lot of people gathering all over the place and you it, yeah and it, and I I'm not classed as a as, as someone at risk you know with with anything but I'm very aware that if I make a mistake I can pass it on to somebody in a supermarket or or whatnot so that's always at the sort of back of my my head mm-hmm. um so it's been a bit frustrating but I haven't been out a lot I'll be honest I've I've ordered one of those um bike trainers uh, that you can get on I don't know why I'm doing that with my hands but you can you can I've ordered a bike trainer do you so and uh, Zwift that I can get that you can get as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to start cycling, uh, in the house. Um, I might open, nice. the, might open the door while I do it. So stuff like that. So I'm trying to, uh, trying to keep, uh, keep active. And I think the biggest challenge is trying to find things to keep a two-year-old occupied with. And it's, it's very hard to not use the TV. I think that's, that's it. But in, enough about me. We'll go back onto, onto, onto you guys. Um, I think it'd be interesting. We 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 talk. We've talked. We've talked to death about what we would do with with the football season here you know, on the podcast. But we we don't have your opinion, uh, Gailey, Jamie. What 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 would you do? I don't want to. Do, I'm, I'm cautious that we could do this to death. And again, the football league have come out and surprised me by giving a date of going back to training on May the 16th before the before the government's even given a date to come out of lockdown, which I found incredibly arrogant to it to to a degree um uh, what, what guy what would you guys do at uh, the football league desperate to get back playing what would you what would you guys do um I think we've all probably got different opinions me neil and, and Cosy, but what would you guys do with uh, the remaining games?
1: I think just cancel the season so I can see my fellow leeds fans <laughs> just crying in the cornflakes on a morning um, it's so I think they have to find a way to finish the season, don't they? They have to find a way. And if there's no summer break and they just play the next season, coming up, there'll be no complaints about um, they're playing too much football in a short period of time. You know They'll have to start using the, the squad and using a few young lads and whatever to get through. I think they just have to do it. Just get on with it. These are extreme circumstances.
4: Kierma, you've had a shocker there. I can just see it now. Yorkshire head coach in uh, cancelled <laughs> the season soccer. Evening post, mate. It's happening. Me,
3: uh, Yorkshire evening <laughs> post will be all over that. you know. <laughs> oh, no. cancelled the
1: everywhere. season. It will be everywhere. I mean, you know, if you... Get back on uh, Twitter, mate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was sat in the Leeds then, wasn't I, when Town played Leeds. Jesus. Yeah, at least
4: Bres took like a photo of you.
1: I was sat with Bres and he was telling everyone around us, like, <laughs> "Oh, Gail is here. He's massive <laughs> you know. I was like, what? Why are you saying this? It was almost, I almost felt relief that we lost and got absolutely battered because I thought, I'm not getting out of here alive. Um, but it's just, they have to find a way to finish the season. They have to. I just can't see any other way around it, even if it just means, you know, how many games have we got left of the season now? Nine, I think. Nine? I think. You know, what, what do you reckon, what's the timescale on nine games, do you think, realistically? Three weeks. Every four, 50,
3: every four days, I reckon, if, if it's preached if it's, out. I think Rugby League have ever, every five-day day so. roll, do they?
4: they same 56 days today. I've seen that being quoted. I, I can't remember if someone in the FL has uh, said Rick Parry, that. Yeah. Rick Parry said yeah. Yeah, it begins with a P, I think, not I Rick. Think, but yeah, think uh, if
0: we're nine games into the season, it's easy to say, sack it. Yeah. But when we're nine games left, as much as it would be hilarious to see meltdown, <laughs> if they've it, you can't. You just can't. And also, I, I heard one on, I saw a clip on Twitter that somebody had taken off of that radio station we don't like to talk about because we talk a lot of... Uh...
3: Radio leads.
5: <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what It was actually, it were, it were that, it were Goldstein and Cundy yeah. who are obviously absolute <laughs> poppers pair of them. And it's... They, they, they had a Leeds fan on and they were saying they give him choice. Would you rather have Leeds promoted, but you didn't see any remaining games, it were all on just TV, with no fans in ground. Or would you rather wait and be back in championship next season? And he said he'd rather be back in championship next season. And I completely got why because he said but he said he said I go with my mates, he said I've been going with these same group last 20, 30 years. A promotion would be completely hollow, all sat in his own different front rooms watching a game in an empty stadium and it would feel just not right. And he said, I'd rather miss out being championship next season and start going back to football with my friends. He said, because you want to celebrate those times. And I, I, I fully understand where it comes from. Because yeah, football's okay, about okay. going with your mates and your family and having imagine they get promoted on the Sky, nobody in ground, you sat in the front row with cat.
4: Neil, yeah. you put a tweet out. out though. Sorry, to you. Neil, you put a tweet out though, and this is the thing that's going to happen. So, say it's and I follow, and Jamie's allowed in, and no one else, yeah. and what have this you. Well, this will happen. Yeah. yeah, and then you're not telling me that people are just going to sit in the living rooms, like. Living room remember, five, when Leeds, remember when Leeds? when Leeds? When Leeds, Leeds, on the, the tie when, when they did play, and I think Chapman went in the living room and all what have you. But there's
0: absolutely no way on earth that if Leeds have got a game at home to win promotion, that people are going to sit home and watch it on telly. Exactly. Sit yeah. behind closed doors all they want. Thirty thousand people are going to turn up. Every
3: every club who are in that position: is. West Brom, Coventry, all of them. You know, they'll all do it. they Just yeah. just different yeah. numbers, and it'll be an, a nightmare. And then obviously you've got the the ethical reason of, or moral reason, whichever you like, for uh, taking NHS staff away and and putting them at a football stadium just in case someone you know someone gets injured. You know, your ambulance. You've got to that, have one that, ambulance that, there, and obviously he's done
0: well, it. The, even if you play all the games and say, right, we're going to play them behind closed doors, that doesn't actually affect the medical people you need in the ground, because you've got to have an ambulance for you to kick off, you've got to have the full team of medical people for you to kick off. do not matter whether there's 10 people in ground mm-hmm. and two teams or 25,000 in ground, you've got to have that. Mm-hmm. So how, how can you justify in this current climate mm-hmm. taking away potentially 40 or 50 ambulances in one go Plus all the medical staff that goes with that. When well, this is going on to play a football match behind closed doors.
3: Exactly. And, <laughs> and what happens if a player gets gets the coronavirus? What happens to that club then? You know, it's, isn't It.
1: it yeah. of, of
3: course it is. I, I'm I'm fully behind the ending the season now. Um, that that's mine. I think it should be ended. I think there's probably going to be a second wave as well, which is going to hit later on, which is going to again cause questions. Um, what what we do with with where people are. Um. I'm not so fussed at the minute. I I think it has to end. I think constant talking and constant things. I I read a lot of what Andy Holt says. Andy Holt, uh, the Accrington chairman, is great as well. A lot of what he says, he's saying play games behind closed doors. That'll cost football clubs a lot more money than what it would, you know, ordinarily, you know, it's going to cost them. I think he said half a million or so just to put a handful of uh, those games on and clubs like Accrington will will go to the wall. So it it, it seems very short-sighted and I just... I just think there are more important things on and, and I think people use Sky, Skyers, you know, they've got nine, they've got, I think, 36 games to show left. Just let them show those That you know, they've got a contract. If next season gets cut short, yeah. then the games have come from that as well. So, co- done so done. I, I, I would just cut it, to be honest. Um, the, if,
0: biggest, if, the biggest concern for me, taking it away from being able to do with football or cricket or any kind of sport, is that a lot of people, when you hear them talk, I think a lot of people losing this, the, the mind that we talk about it's going to get to this peak. Bear in mind, a thousand people died yesterday. But when it gets to this peak, it's like this is magical Nirvana point of it, and it's a cut-off, and it's finished. It's not even started. It's not even started. You've still hit the peak. You've still got all the build-up to that. You've got then got to go through all that again. And when is the all clear? When, when is the all clear?
4: Jamie, I'm, not, I'm going to ask you a question and it's an other one. I'm not about the season starting. Will I, you know how much I hate sport, will I be in a rugby league, a football or a cricket stadium before the end of the year, in your
5: opinion? Oh, that's a good question. It's a really good question. Um, I would say that uh, it's, it's. I'm. I'm basing my answer on on which, which I say, which sport needs it more, every sport wants to be going, but you know what I mean when I say this. I think there's more, I don't think you'll be in a cricket stadium, I'll, I'll rule that out. I don't, I, I just can't see it happening. I can't see, even even if the T20 competition was to go ahead, I, I still can't really. <laughs> I'm dumb he's <laughs> happy if I'm not in the stadium <laughs> before I answer it let me, let me buy myself some more time and put a light on because I feel like I am uh, I look like I'm a ghost at the moment anorama aren't you I've got the same same thing over you um, it's a toss up between between football or rugby league rugby league has got massive massive financial implications if they don't get the season underway and and i that's not me agreeing with that but I, I know that um there's a there's a real i mean there was no surprise that there was a real hesitancy to to announce um that they were going to delay the season I think they were one of the last last to do so uh, that needed to be in that in that period of time I know cricket wasn't as imminent because we weren't underway um so I, it's a, it's a really it's a really tough question. I would I would probably say I would probably say the first one you'd go into would maybe be rugby league, I, I, because I think that the the mass gathering, if you want to quote that as, as the as the justification, you, you, there's a lot more that go to football games just because of the sport. Um, and <laughs> Giants would be night. fine, then, won't they?
4: So. Hey, I'm a Giants a fan, night- so I
5: can say that it's fine. <laughs>
4: it's a nightmare, though, isn't it? Because I've been in stuff this week, like right, we'll have to limit it to four thousand, two thousand, whatever it is. But how the hell are you going to decide that? How do you know that? Oh, exactly? you like are got they fit all the
0: spots in standard. You can't do it, can you? Oh, I just honestly, it's a nightmare when you think about it. I got it's not my job. So you're only getting a, you're only getting a dozen people in the supermarket. It's, so, it's,
5: it's a really tough point because it's it's i've heard it so many so often but it's the, it's this unprecedented time that we live in so no no one can can predict anything and the speculation and the the discussions and the soundbites that you see on twitter the certain radio stations that are making a, a living out of this discussion at this moment in time you know it it it's 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 pointless it's futile because the thing that's that's steering us all at the moment is the science that is that is the bottom line whether you have your opinions whether you think this or you think that ultimately we don't know how this virus is going to to hit and and we don't know when it the peak's going to be we can sort of predict it we're told in briefings day in day out when that's going to be but ultimately nobody knows no one knows as good as the next man whether you're high up in the efl or you're a Huddersfield town fan in a season card holder nobody knows at this moment in time so you, we just have to sit and wait I personally think there's a there's a there's a morality around the situation in regards to football, and, and I take the point Neil that you put forward. Actually, it's, it's given me a bit of food for thought on that front. In regards to to you know, for example, let's use Leeds as the example. Sitting in a, you know Leeds going up in an empty stadium, but I think there's a commitment to football fans who have paid good money this season so far, who've travelled up and down the country, who've gone to FA Cup games, who've done this, that, and the other, who've got those memories to hold. If if that is then null and void, it, it, it kind of makes what's happened so far pointless. I think that the FA and the EFL have to consider how it's going to impact future seasons. I think it's fair play that the FA have gone and said indefinitely. They give, they're, they're they're trying to get this season finished. I personally think that finishing the season is, is the right thing to do for, yeah. for all clubs involved. But what I think that needs to be considered is they're gonna to have to maybe look at calling off next season, potentially. And that's a wild shout, or at least reducing next season in some capacity. Cause you made the point, Neil. It's far easier to call off a cricket season that hasn't happened so far than a football season that's got nine games left. Because yeah, yeah. there's a massive, massive moral complication that, that fits within that. And and I think it's only fair on the players as well. I mean there'll be there'll be footballers who have absolutely had the seasons of their lives this season that'll have put in performances that if they just go null and void on the record, how is that going to impact them personally? You know,
0: Mentally. The,
5: mentally, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, mental health yeah, in sport yeah, yeah. is a real thing. And, and imagine being a footballer who's had a breakthrough season and that, that, that's considered to be null and void.
0: You're told it's absolutely worth nothing.
5: It's just, it's just, I think that's a really hard thing for a footballer and a football club to inherit that responsibility of then the, the care and attention that that, that will need. So well, I...
4: Jamie, Jamie's no different though to what Gailey was saying about a, a guy who's in the last year of his contract he might never get to hold a bat or a ball and kind of be able to like you say his j- job could be gone so I, I think it's harder for the cricketers on, on the footballers but
0: the decisions are just beyond comprehension aren't they if we're being honest it's uh, to be in this situation where we're even having a, having a discussion talking about calling off professional sport is bonkers Absolute bonkers but it's where we are Neil it's mad if
4: are. I'd have said to you coming out of Ellen Road as probably wouldn't have caught it because we were that fed up both of us that's <laughs> it mate no more football you were no more pubs forget it you'd have just laughed at me wouldn't you it all happened so fast it's crept up so quick I, I'm i
0: still kind of taking it all in really it's the old world's spinning is it the old world and the, the fact that it is Worldwide, it's not even like we're just in this country doing it. It's worldwide, and it, it's just that it's a wow, isn't it? It's like it's like Gary said, and I've, I've used it a couple of times myself before. That it's like living in a film. Yeah, it's been like being part of a film. And you know how it's going to end? Streets are ending. You don't. It's, you expect Will Smith to walk down the street with a dog and a gun. You know, it's it's crackers, isn't it? It's absolutely crackers. But
5: what's helped me in the situation though, and I don't know what you got to think, but but it, it's been made easier by the fact that it's so easy to feel hard done by isn't it instinctively you know that the world's against you individually but everyone's in this boat together there's no exclusivity on this missing of sport or missing of live events or etc etc everyone is in the same boat which is almost in a way helped in people coming together I think I think the clap for carers on a Thursday is an absolutely amazing thing that will no doubt continue if once this thing blows over it's 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 taught me as someone who's 24 years of age what the the, the feeling of of solidarity within the country like the 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 faith in community where i live in, in Pontefract. it's been amazing like I've, I've learned so much about my neighborhood in the last three weeks than i've in the last three years it's been it's been a real that's been a real positive and, and and there's so many factors in this i was talking to my mum and dad earlier today and i you know we were just saying at lunch like how we just hope that that actually people appreciate what they've got more when it comes back because you don't know what you've got until you've lost it and and it, it's been it's been a real eye opener and, and I think life I'm I'm hoping that life when when it when it does return to normality there there'll be a, a real collectiveness of of just appreciation towards what what we've got because you just don't know when it's going to go you're right completely. I would have never oh. been in the last game. I would have never. Oh, no. there's going to be no more football. I would have laughed at you. There was no indication whatsoever that it that comes,
4: would. Be. It comes so fast. Gailie, your sister's a nurse, isn't she? And she's uh, she's even telling you to stop running and stuff. So it must be horrendous inside the uh, hospitals and things.
1: Yeah, she's she's making me feel guilty um, just for going out for a run on the morning so I've, I've taken up the challenge i'm trying to do 10 kilometers a day every day in april because i need someone to stimulate me some something to get me out of bed on the mornings and she's having a go at me don't you dare go out of your gates and you shouldn't be doing that um we're doing all our shopping online as much as we can um, Same. but it's like like you said it's with with kids they don't understand either they, they, we've had nights where am I am I going to see my friends at school again? Am I going to see my teachers again? It's just um, it's just absolute madness. But I guess in many ways we're lucky that we've had we've had decent weather as well. It's been nice to be able to to get out in the garden. But it's it, it going to be interesting on the other side of this because there is there is positives to finding it. You know, like you said, Jamie, that you can our neighbourhood. Um, just having the time to stop to talk to people. Yeah. You know, they, they walk past our, our gate and I'm, I'll talk to them for 20 minutes. Like, people that I'll just say hello to in passing. I'll do that again after. Mm. I'll find yeah. time. I'll find more time. We, don't you think we all just got a bit rushed and f- caught up in our own yeah.
5: work? And
0: it, it, it's even closer to home than that as well, to be honest, because there'll be a lot of time when I drop my dad a text to, back to, to him and my mum. Are you OK? How are you doing? They don't get getting whatever. But now, every day with a first time call just so you can have that bit of contact with them. And I won't stop doing that now. Yeah. As long as this goes on, when this becomes when we get to some kind of normal, whatever that's going to look like when we get to it, we don't know. But I'm looking for and I will I'll carry on face timing people and just having a that face to face contact and I think it's a lot of we've, we've craved it. I mean, we're still doing cats rocked up. Um, we've, we're still doing the Andy's man Club meetings on a Monday night in, under this kind of format um, and those guys are craving it and to be honest it's it sort of kept me sane because I I I'd sort of self isolated which were one of my problems where I lost the plot a bit and I did that for a couple of years and when I got sort of laid off from work a few weeks ago you're thinking oh shit to be honest am I am I going to step back into that um, and I've been sort of chuffing myself how I haven't to be fair and found stuff to do and but it is little things like obviously me and Cos we've had a good few chats a week about no and doing stuff like this doing forcing yourself into doing a podcast with you know man club stuff and the, the, the live stuff and we're doing a quiz with his friends tomorrow on this kind of format we've got all that geared up and I think it'll make people really really sort of appreciate
4: what what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app.
3: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The
2: TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. they are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: How easy it is to stay in touch and not just... Because I think easy previously is sending a text or sending a WhatsApp and you, you consider that as contact and it isn't at all, is it? I need
4: my fix of football though, guys. I've been... I've kind of been comfortable now watching some old games and I'll tell you what I was watching last night, that Watford-Leicester game and honestly, it's incredible because I was talking to Sheffield Wednesday fan and we were forage the area who crossed it into Hogg to head back to Dini but when, honestly, you look at some of them games, I mean, they've, put, they've been building some of those classics, haven't they? They've really been digging deep sky. there were a classic the other day, uh, Sheffield Wednesday leads the other season where he wasn't a classic at all but that, for me, that it made me a bit good really because I am thinking. What do you give for that back now? The the excitement, and I know it's bigger than the game of football, but Deanie jumped in the crowd, the place is going nuts. You know, uh, what's his name, uh, who died for the penalty?
0: Knockout. Do you know what, though? Everything you've said there, Cosy, is why they can't play the remainder of the season behind closed doors because you can't watch. Imagine that scenario happens. Leeds his last match home, I, mean, I don't know whether they're playing no home or away, that scenario happens and in your front room with your cat. You not you got you're not getting whether dive into a, an empty bank of seats, are you? And it's, it's just, you know, doing doing that to utter silence apart from who sat on the bench and medical staff or whatever. It, it, that's what that's why close behind closed doors can't and shouldn't happen, in my opinion.
4: Jamie, which game would you want on your TV as a classic? you don't have to reveal who you support, maybe, but I think you know anyway. But which which game would you love to put on now? Just think, wow, that would give me my buzz back. Give me that back now. Do you
5: know? Do you know? It was. I would actually say it's been on. It's been on, um, and and it's the only one that I've actually watched back um, with with effort. And it was it was the game that really introduced me to football. Actually, um, I mean, we're going back right to the start to the the journey phrase, but. Uh, the, the, the game that actually made me lo- fall in love with football, and, and I, I've had a really unorthodox journey into football because I actually don't come from a, a family that of um, a football mad, really. My me, me, me mum and dad aren't into it at all. My dad, you can't really see it. It's my dad's study. He's got a load of music. He's a musician. He's into his guitars, et cetera. My granddad, who played for Wolves, that really got into me, into football. Yeah, and uh, the game or the, the tournament that really made me fall in love with it was, was Euro 2004. And, um, and it was, it was the whole Rooney saga that, that really kind of got me going and, and BBC sport put it online. It was, it was the England Croatia game and it was that four, two win. Um, and it was, it was the, it was the game that kind of, I'll never forget it. I, I was like, I was at an England top on, I was, I was, I was jumping up and down in the front room and it was my first real memory of, of football. And it was from there on in that I kind of got into it and, and, you know, I, I I've really followed the game, and so yeah. So watching that back was amazing because you actually get that you get that feeling of being a, a, a young a young boy. I mean, I was nine years old, jumping up and down in the front room, just loving loving football. And and uh, yeah, that 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 for me was the, the standout football game. And and thankfully, Sky have, have obviously read my mind, and they're putting on the cricket game that I wanted to relive tomorrow afternoon as well. Uh, that, uh, that game at Heavenly in the summer of last year, which I was very, very chuffed to be at when Mr Stokes got 135. So I'll be <laughs> watching that again tomorrow when it's on.
4: <laughs> I thought you were going about Yorkshire and Essex at Scarborough that other year, uh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Sorry, G. I don't know why for a drink. Gee, what? which game would you say? And I'm, You can't pick a time one. I'm going to make it awkward for you. Which game would you want, you know, think, right, that would give me my buzz back of football, but it can't be a town one. Which one? I mean, Liverpool-Newcastle is an obvious one for me. I'm a bit older than maybe
3: you
0: that, guys. That match did that other night. I watched it. It was good. Right the
1: I was going to say, say them because it, it wasn't just a one-off for it. It was every time they played each other. It was like... Three
0: or four, three or four games on trot, weren't it? Were crackers, weren't it?
1: Yeah. Um... I used to enjoy going going to watch Man U. I, when Town used to go play away, I used to go watch Man U a bit. Um, and I went to that game Man U Newcastle, and it was at Newcastle when Rooney scored that wonder goal volley. Remember that?
5: 2004.
1: Yeah, well, I think it was. Were it two one? I think, but it, that was to watch that live. That was that was good.
4: Um, they put the Germany England game on the BBC website. Like, do you remember? was that, that actually a qualifying game, or anything? When we beat them five one, and Eski yeah. were running riot.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a World Cup qualifier, two thousand and one. Yeah, <laughs> it was bizarre, that
1: not
3: it. That was yeah. the, that was the revenge, wasn't it? Because Didi Hamann scored. That was it. The last goal, at the old waffly. I mean, that was the first game, wasn't it? But yeah, that was that was good. Uh, what about you, Cosy? You, you're asking the questions, but what would you? You know, you can't pick the ones that you've gone for. What would you go for now?
1: Go in Spanish, innit.
4: Yeah, Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, God, there's enough of that to it's watch like... Premier Sports and put me back online if you're listening. Do you, <laughs> but hey, what happened there? You got took off, didn't you? No, what happened? What? Oh, it bothers you, but we'll cut a long story short. I've got a different Sky System, but they've not transferred me over because they've closed the call centre in Ireland because of COVID. But but then someone emailed me and said they could put it on and they had not followed up the promise and blah, blah. But anyway, yeah, God, games and stuff like that as well. Uh... I remember, uh, do you remember a in liverpool game, Neil? Uh, Jamie, I bet you weren't even born. Oh, is this late 80s? Yeah. John, it like John Barnes,
3: that curler. I know which one you're going for, right?
4: Yeah, it was like 183-3 and stuff. It went into, like, except Tony Cotty got a couple yeah, and yeah, yeah. fat and, and stuff. Sharp and all that. Yeah. One. I used to love, like, football back then, Premier League. Remember yeah. Palace and Liverpool, that game when it, Andy Gray, the old... The other Andy game, not the summarised Ian Wright, and yeah, exactly. stuff at James thinking I'll have to look at Betamax and get a, an old video <laughs> out here. VHS, <laughs> yeah, just just anything that just like gets you going really, and that as well. But it's uh, it's really weird now because I just won't watch. I know it's obviously Spanish is my love, but I don't think I'd be, I don't have that affinity for it now. And I don't know what you guys feel, kind of moving it on. But obviously, Jordan Henderson, it sounds like he's led the. Uh, you know, kind of the players to do something for the NHS. But I touched on it last week here, Gailey, but I thought it a bit naughty, the guy, the health secretary, weren't it, to kind of get in there and stuff. And Thank it was very unsavoury, really. And I think, you know, it's nice what they've done, but it's, it were poor, that, one. it? did you think? Or what, what we are on it?
1: What, the government?
4: Yeah, the guy putting them on the spot, and then obviously they've done something. But they were doing something anyway. Weren't they want their breaks. Just like white footballers and stuff. It's annoying that I thought
1: it's just an easy target. I mean, I, I feel sorry for footballers. They don't look. They don't help themselves at times of seen some of the press the last few weeks. With a <laughs> of Kyle weather.
4: Walker <laughs> He's like, had a good time. Kyle, though, doesn't he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: really What a weapon he is. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean. It, we, the footballers I've met are good guys down to earth. You know, they're, they're caring. Yeah, they earn a lot of money. But it's that's the sport's fault, not theirs. Why wouldn't you take as much money as they can? But um, they just get a bad rap all the time, just an easy target. Mm. I, I thought it was uncalled for, really. You know, why, why are they just targeting them? What about all the offshore accounts of the massive businessmen who, you know, these... Big time banks and all that, and no one pointed a finger at them, did they? I thought it was it, it was just not called for, really.
5: Yeah, I'd go along with that. If it's just to add to that, I thought I thought it was um, thought it was a bit unfair. I, I thought Gareth Lickford had to say about about giving giving footballers a chance, and and they do a hell of a lot of work in, in the community with the foundation arms of the football clubs, and and they'll certainly be trying to do their bit, and I. And I what what does annoy me is that we've seen this this announcement come out from from the Premier League players. I can't for the life of me remember what the initiative was actually called, um, but it, it was very recent, and um, and uh, so a question was asked to Simon Francis of Bournemouth as as to whether it's it was a knee-jerk reaction, and it, it almost feels unfair now that yeah. that they were planning. Clearly, what they've what they've done is now being treated as a, as a reaction to what was being said they've not had that opportunity to, to be able to go do it off their own accord if, if you know what i mean and and, and it's, i don't think it's fair that they've got this question looming over them it, it, they are easy targets they do earn a lot of money they don't i wouldn't say that more or less they they ask for that amount of money although their, their agents probably play a big part in that but you know stuff like what marcus rashford did and things like that you know really good initiatives to help people in the community it's I just it, what I wanted to see, which is I think what we're seeing now, is is them actually making a difference and trying to to play their part. But it's it's very to 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 throw criticism at them. In the we don't
1: hear a, they do a lot of good stuff that we don't hear about. Yeah, you know, like we we share a coach with uh, Newcastle, but our driver he drives for Sunderland, and he said that the who's the captain at Sunderland or was before the the. It's centre midfield or centre half. all He said he he pays for um, all the backroom staff to, to go out on a Christmas do, and he makes all the lads chip in and give the bus driver a five grand bonus. Yeah. Nice. You know, no one writes about that in the paper, do they? It's like, he doesn't need to do that, but he does. I mean, we're chipping him for our bus driver. You know, lads can you chip in 30, 40, 50 quid He's happy as Larry, but he's getting five grand off Sunderland at the end of their season or whatever. Yeah. You know, what, what a fantastic effort is from that, but we don't, the, no one talks about that stuff.
4: Gailie, I want to ask you a question. So, obviously, I, I've kind of seen a lot of, you know, I'm watching anything live and, or whatever on the TV, the rugby union, cricket and stuff, but a lot of the guys are saying, obviously, athletes, there's no real gate to aim for. So they're really struggling with the training and the motivation and. Uh, obviously, you know, obviously don't name any names or so what have you, but is that a really difficult thing at the moment where, you know, people are still doing the fitness and, and I don't think as players, I, I, Neil, I don't know you think as fans, but I'm not a player anyway, but like, we can't expect the same standards in my opinion, whatever comes back, and I think we'll be that grateful for anything that we can cut them a bit of slack, but I think there's a lot of kind of athletes really struggling at the moment to kind of you know, kind of train. Obviously, I've got the equipment. I read a story the other day, and I don't know how true this is, Jamie, that Leeds kind of got ahead of the COVID virus and stuff, knew it was coming and bought all their players, treadmills, they made sure all the players have got everything they need, classic Bielsa, meticulous planning and what have you, and they're ready to go. But everyone else seems to be caught with it and run around the park or what have you as best it'll get. But I suppose going back to it, what is that going to be really difficult for like professional athletes just to? Click it on like a switch or, or are you finding guys struggling a little bit with training and stuff?
1: Well, you know, before it, when we got back from India and we were sort of in this transition to furlough, if you like, we were looking at things that we could do and we talked about sending equipment out to them, but we're not football and we, when we priced it together, it we're going to be between 500 and a grand per player. Now, you know, Yorkshire can't afford to be just throwing you know 15 20 grand around and then we talked about them driving to the club and picking some kit up from the gym but that's unethical because they shouldn't be leaving. Then we talked about we've got two SNCs driving it to their house but again that didn't really sit right so we're given programs to do at home but our lads are going to be they're going to be undercooked and I guess the difference between football and cricket is, Cricket's very, you can still get away with not being as fit as you you would like, particularly if you're playing T20. Um, The bowlers will only have to bowl four overs compared to a championship game. But in, in football, if you're not fit, it's going to have a massive effect on performance. You know, our lads can still take over. They've put four and a half months in work and the fitness levels aren't going to drop ridiculous amounts. They'll still be able to perform to a decent ability, but football, you know, if they they're not doing a training on a, on a daily basis, they're not going to be lasting till half time, are they? And we'll, we will see a fall off in skill levels because of that. You know, in football, fitness comes first, then it's skill to a certain extent. In cricket, it's skill then fitness. So um, we've tried the best that we can, but since the lads they've all been furloughed, we can't even we can't get in touch with them now, so we can't set them fitness programs or whatever. We've just said it's up to you now with with what you do and. It's not. It's not going to be. A, it's not going to be where they just say, "Right, you're starting the cricket season next week." Either is it? It's going to be three, four, five, six weeks turnaround when we know what's going to happen. So, if you give me a player and say you've got four to six weeks for them to get ready for the season, I think I could get him ready. I have this argument all, all the time with our S and Cs in the winter because we're different to all other sports where we have a we have a four-and-a-half-month pre-season. And I say to them, if you give me a league cricketer, how long do you need to get him fit for a cricket season? They always say six weeks. So I say, well, why are we training for four-and-a-half months? Well, we don't trust them to do the training, blah, blah, blah. So this might actually be a good thing. They might they might come back in really good shape, and it might change the way that we train forever. Um, but the, the football lads... You know, they've gone from being right at the peak of the season, haven't they? To being at the top peaks of the fitness, to dropping off the edge of a cliff, if you like. So, the standards, and we're talking about them playing three or four games in a week. It's a recipe for injury, isn't
4: it? It's interesting, because Gary Etheret and came, you know, Leeds, uh, Rhinos, he uh, went big, and they basically said the players should kind of shut up, really. We're gonna have, they're going to have to expect to play three you know, games in, in four days or, sorry, a week and what have you, and kind of the Giants coach has come back win so so and on I mean it how's that good for, we talk about mental health in sport, but yeah, you're flogging them to the masses. But obviously, I think Gary Evans is looking at the money. I think Leeds are going to lose one half billion in three months and it's really, it's like kind of people are pulling at one side for their money, the money, other side for the yeah. fitness. It's, uh, it's chaos really, isn't it?
5: But on that point of fitness though, it goes back to that point we were saying earlier, everyone's in the same boat. If so you come up against the team, they're going to be equally as unfit. I mean, I'm not saying that other players are going to be respective in the sense that they'll do their own training and things like that, but but it'd be incredibly hard on on a on a club or a, or a team to for a fan base to be going, oh, they don't look fit enough when that that, that other team's been in the exact same pandemic. You know, mm. it's going to be the same. The people, squads, teams, whatever, yeah, they're going to be unfit when it comes back to this. That is just the facts of life. But there's a level of there's a level of playing field there because everyone's in a similar situation surely
1: i've thought about this at length because you know i'm a meticulous planner and i don't know what i'm planning for but when I wake up in the morning thinking what happens if we have a 6 week season 8 week season what what are the teams that still win something what what are they saying or what are they doing and you can just see it guy at the end of the season the team that doesn't have a good season they'll be going well you know it wasn't ideal and we didn't have the ideal preparation and uh, it cost us our performance. But the teams that, that win something will be the ones that adapt the best and just get on with it yeah. and just say, it is what it is. Let's just crack on and let's just enjoy it and have a good time and take it for what it is. We've missed playing sport for...
0: Be grateful like, for being back time. on grass in whatever sport. Just That's what it is. Enjoy. And
1: it's- let's just enjoy for what it is. We're playing sport again.
4: Did you any? you guys had a obviously we touched on furlough and stuff. But Jimmy, how how do you feel about football clubs using? I mean, that's been a touchy subject, hasn't it? I mean, othersfield town obviously using the furlough and paying the rest of the staff the twenty percent. Liverpool had a big U-turn and that caused a lot of controversy and stuff. What what's kind of your view on it? Because it does. We talked about it last week, didn't we, uh, on here? And it does sit uncomfortable, doesn't it? That kind of footballs using it when you think you shouldn't be and stuff. But it's. Yeah, I suppose everyone's got their own decision to make, haven't they?
5: Yeah, I think I think we have to be very respectful of of different club situations. I think for me personally, it, it's it was absolutely hor- horrendous that Liverpool had made that decision. I'm I'm very very pleased that that they've U turned on it. They announced what was it forty five million pounds worth of profits in the previous year. So clubs like that, massive global entities such as Liverpool, should really be not using the furlough system and it's good that they've, they've U turned on that. I, I think Spurs, I think there's Newcastle, Norwich and, and Bournemouth as well, potentially, I, I might be wrong on that front, but uh, had also gone down a similar trend and, I, and I, I did find that quite difficult and found that quite hard to to apprehend I think it's different for championship clubs. Um, obviously, don't get the same amount of revenue that, that Premier League sides do because of the broadcast deals and the sponsorship and the global marketing and advertising that they receive in that respect. Um, yeah, obviously Huddersfield Town are, are using it, but I, I thought it was it was good to see that the senior management team and, and the board are taking a voluntary pay cut to to help to help fund that in some respects. And, and it's good that they're, that they're topping up the non-playing staff as well. Um, I'm still waiting to see something or any kind of movement in regards to the players' situation at this moment in time. I don't know what that's going to mean for the players. Um, whenever the PFA come to an agreement with with, with the respective governing bodies, um, it, it feels like that's a never-ending discussion at this moment in time, and, and the movement on that seems to be quite static. Um, so it's a, it's a kind of a wait and see. But I, I don't. I t- I just I think it's it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. I know we were saying that it's easy to throw, throw criticism at, at footballers, but it's hard to see football clubs like Liverpool, and let's be honest, they're businesses, aren't they? That's how they operate, they're businesses. Businesses like that, to, to try and uh, initially their outset was to, was to go down that line of using the, the government's uh, furlough scheme when, when there's other entities outside of football that need it more than, than they do in that, in that industry. Just something that
3: I'd heard really interesting, Jamie, to add to to your point there was I was listening to the the Kieran Maguire podcast, the Price of Football one, um, the other day. And what they were saying on there is if clubs furloughed players uh, and didn't pay them for a certain period, which I think is two months, the players could then write their own uh, withdrawal from their contract. The contract would be null and void. So it seems potentially why a lot of clubs aren't willing to furlough players is because they could lose them for free in two months. And obviously they're classed as assets, aren't they? So... Uh, I found that quite an interesting point that Kieran Maguire made was, I think. Steve, I think if you, I think Neil and Cosie might remember this, and maybe maybe Gailey as well. But uh, when Huddersfield Town went into administration in 2003, that I think the four around two somewhere around there. Which uh, when I was in my youth and drank a lot more, so I think what I think you might remember a certain player did that, where they uh, the payments weren't made by the club for a period of a month or so, and there was one player who. Uh, actually resigned from his contract from Huddersfield Town. just want to remember. What it, Eddie he outs
4: it? It was oh, not. He was
3: never giving up no. his contract, was he? But I was just wondering, wondering if you guys could remember who that was. And he left on a free-to-go to Swindon.
1: Oh,
4: Martin Smith? Nope. I hope you know it, Matt. It's not I know like it. a game. I, I thought
3: it off the top of my head and I'd, I'm pretty sure I'm right. it might not be. <laughs> I'm going to up. I'm it sure must have it. been
4: good then if someone wanted him and there weren't many good in that season. So, oh God. He's an international. No. Come on, Neil. You must know. Went to
0: Swindon. I think an it was, I think, I think it was
3: Swindon. Yeah, I think it was somewhere like that.
0: Right,
1: oh, here we but go. He,
3: defi- he definitely, he definitely resigned and, and left the club. He
1: got a Was Scottish or something? He,
3: um, yeah. He was uh, Celtic, shall we say. And there were comparisons to David Beckham from The Crowd. They used to sing that song, if you remember.
4: Wayne Burnett. No, not Wayne Burnett. <laughs> he's, just
3: a, <laughs> he's just a Welsh David Beckham was what some of them Oh, used Steve sing. Jenkins. Steve Jenkins, no. yeah, he's your man. Yeah, he, uh, he used that yeah. system to, uh, to resign from others.
4: <laughs>
3: Did like Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I, Jamie. I <laughs> I've just completely All ransacked right. your point there, but...
5: No, but that, but it's it's that's a point well worth raising though, in the sense that what this this situation is doing is is uh, shedding light on a lot of legalities that you don't even factor into consideration when you look at football. I mean, the whole the whole point now of of contracts of players which are no FIFA have, have just come out and announced that they'll be wavering them to a certain extent to help clubs get through this period, but it just it brings so many legalities to the surface, which is why again I, I go back to that point about null and void of the season that it from a fan's perspective and, and what Neil was saying is that I completely appreciate and respect it, but there's there's so many internal complications within a football club, financially and legally as well, that it's 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 much harder for the, the EFL and and a governing body to to put that on a football club because some may just just absolutely die from this. You know, there's some in the, in the lower leagues that could really, really suffer because of this. And I know that there's a care package going into place and fair play to the Premier League for, for forwarding 135 million onto the EFL, which they're seemingly trying to hold off at the moment until they need to use it. But it, it, it's just that there's a, there's a lot more behind the scenes that I think we as football fans are starting to learn about now because they're having to be talked about because of, of the situation that we find ourselves in.
0: There's
1: a lot more with the press. Sorry, go Sorry Neil, go for it. Sorry.
5: No, fire, no fire away. I think there's,
0: a, there's
1: a there's a lot more in with the press releases than meets the eye. We don't know. It's all this voluntary through this and voluntary that. But there, there's something with the contracts. You know, even in cricket, we, like, there's stuff happening behind the scenes that I know. That that comes out in a press release as something else and I'm sure that's happening with football and dates with um, TV contracts and everything and we just don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you know, the contracts are so uh, complex
0: It's messy all ends up with football, isn't it? Because you've got I mean, what date are we are down? Nearly halfway through April, aren't we? So in effect, three, four weeks time, summer transfer is supposed to open what happens there you've you've got that to open you've got contracts finishing you've got loan deals ending you've got a season that we don't know what's happening so a lot of clubs obviously Huddersfield Town being one of them are survive on selling players it's what it's what normal football clubs do away from the sort of the big ones who you know spend 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 but Buttersfield Town are a selling football club. Let's not get away from that, as are probably another 85 clubs in the country. So if you're in a position where to survive, you need to sell, but the transfer window is not open for you to sell, what happens?
1: It's quite um, interesting last week listening to your podcast with Phil. He was talking about how this will neutral, sort of neutralise football a bit. Mm Yeah, bring all the prices down and that might not be a bad thing in the scheme of things because it probably did get a bit out of hand
0: well out of hand well out of hand and i I think this is where town could sort of come out of this looking quite good actually because we've got a very very good academy set up at the moment we obviously Lee Bromby's done some cracking work there and when you look at the likes of your Matty Daly's Lucy Lewis O'Brien's already broken through. Romani Edmonds Green's having a hell of a season at Swindon. So he'll probably walk back into our team next season. We, we are quite blessed with what's coming through academy wise. And I think that could really be more valuable than we'll ever know when this all sort of comes to the fore because there will be, guaranteed within the next three or four weeks, there will be not just one but a number of football clubs who will go pop because how can they not? They're getting absolutely zero income at the moment. You know, just carry on, can they? And they haven't all got ex-named chairman to just keep throwing, you know, brass in with another. It did not work like that, does it?
3: Okay, thank you very much. That concludes uh, part two of uh, episode 64. Uh, we'll be back with the uh, final part in the uh, coming day or two. Uh, but to uh, finish the episode again, we'll go with... Uh, the single by fiery breeze and again check the bio beneath and the uh, the details of this podcast and uh, you'll be able to find out a little bit more about them so you go on home and you sit in your room and you think now
2: when and how am i ever going to get away from this and now you know
1: come let
4: your hair down Tonight we will walk these streets I used to walk them alone
2: on 116-123. 1, 1, 1, That's 116-123. 1, 1, 1, they are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal?
2: Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family. Only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points. Not nugget share box. Spot on. Automatic delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in
3: at participating restaurants.
2: 18 plus serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.